Hey guys, in this conversation, former head of marketing at Protest, who is currently reinventing sustainable skiing and snowboarding gear via openware, tells us how the small things in life and the people around you are at the top of the mountain in terms of success in today's world. A real class in philosophy and how to live with purpose, drive, passion, and how to apply it. A few of the things that Martin shares with us during our conversation are, you know, how he likes to eat local food even when he's traveling and as vegetarian as possible but never limiting himself. How turning off your notifications from your phone, your laptop, etc. can save your mind and potentially and probably your life. Using Headspace app as a pill and using happy memories as well as a way of coping with the feeling of loss after a loved one passes away. Something that probably all of us will have to face in our life at one point. So, very good advice. He also shares the feeling of love that he gets from travel. We were a few months ago in the Arctic Ocean together sailing with a few others as well with a, a great quality of friends and you know we realized all of us at one point that what we were experiencing was something beyond that must be love some of us said but realizing also that real love comes from long-lasting relationships this is something that came upon also with um Alex and Ellie Bullen when I was having another of these conversations that you can also hear in the website. But yeah, I have a special admiration for this human being, Martin. All he has achieved already and everything else he will achieve in the future. The journey continues, but something tells me this guy is going to get to only joyful and happy places no matter what he does. So stay with us for a bit and happy listening. Let's start from the beginning. Where are you now? I'm uh, in Bern, Switzerland, at, uh, at the Openware office. Okay. Came in an hour ago. Cool. Next morning. Cool. What defining moment or important decision brought you to this moment in time? And if I can express myself better, is there anything that you did or any action that you took that brought you to openware or to this moment in time? I think it's a series of small and big things that happened. And uh, basically the reason why I ended up in Switzerland is because of my girlfriend, she's Swiss. And the reason that I met her is complete coincidence. It's like I was on a, on a sailing boat from Panama to Colombia that, uh, where I joined two friends of mine and she was on the same boat because she, she canceled her Spanish course. So that was already a big coincidence. And then we met and we were the only two people that were not seasick. So we were forced to talk to each other. And then, well, quick forward. Well, it was nice to meet her, but a bit more than a year after I, I met her again uh, while we were skiing. Because a friend of mine booked a trip to Switzerland, which was close to her hometown. And we basically then met up over Facebook again and then started to drink some beers and well one led to the other and a few years later well i first convinced her to move to to amsterdam and then she moved <laughs> back to switzerland and like it's a series of small things that are completely out of my hand but 
she basically and her family got me interested in ski touring. So and and that I, I was already since a little child. I was very interested in, in mountains and in skiing, snowboarding for a while. But yeah, that's how I got into the really getting to love the mountains. And also when I moved here, I started to really also appreciate the mountains, not only in, in winter, but also in summertime. And then you really get to know and really understand how important it is to take care of, of nature. Yeah. And when I basically, at the moment uh, that my girlfriend moved back to Switzerland, I was uh, head of marketing at Protest Sportswear in the Netherlands. And we were making pretty nice clothing but it was like it was always hard to get like uh, some kind of eco-conscious into the the plans because uh, one of the stakeholders down the line with with the traditional retail model was always blocking it because it was causing someone had to to give in a bit of their margins and well moving here i decided it was time that i have always been working on, on small entrepreneurial ventures uh, i thought like okay this is uh the idea of openware was already in my mind for for a longer time, and uh, yeah, I thought it was time to to give it a go. And I, I got in contact with Chris, my co-founder. He was a uh, he studied together with my uh, director at, at Protest, so he got us in contact. And he yeah, he was immediately hooked on the idea. And then we decided, hey, let's let's see if it's just the two of us that are crazy, or if we find some other people that are interested in it. So thanks to the like the possibilities these days, you don't have to go to a bank directly, but you can just make a product. You can uh, get a crowdfunding campaign up and going and see if you're the crazy ones or if there are more people that like it. So that's uh, basically the whole series of events that <laughs> help. It's not like uh, uh, one moment of, of genius hitting yeah. you and then, <laughs> and then everything started. It was it's a series of events. Love it. But, but uh, that, that's also how I believe how life is. Like it, you should be open for for new things you know, all the time, and and then this can lead to to great things. And I believe yeah. openware is a is a great thing. So it's more, uh, I think, a kind of a habit that you're open for for new things that that can sometimes lead to unexpected good outcomes. Totally. If you could go to any place right now, where would you go, and why? Well, what would you define with any place? You can teletransport yourself now to any given point on Earth or in space. Where would that be? Uh, that's, a, that's a tricky one. Yeah, if I could use it for traveling, uh, I don't can't even define one place. There's like there are a million places I would want to visit. But if I can take it a bit further, although I don't really believe in and in, in life after death but uh yeah then i lost my mother a bit, uh, almost 10 years ago so there yeah. would be some option to reconnect with her wow. that would be my, always my number one option so uh but yeah i don't really uh, i have very good memory that would basically more be bring me back in time and in the future beautiful um what's your favorite place to hide to hide mm -hmm. ah mountains would be good to think i really love it this is i think what got me uh really hooked on, on ski touring is if you go to a bit more remote mountain and you're there alone you're hiking up you're struggling a little bit you're getting mesmerized with the the entire landscape uh, and you, you start to really be be in in the moment and i think this is 
one great way to hide from daily stress and and all the other things that's worrying. If you could change your life, or let's put it in another way, what would be your dream lifestyle? And is it any similar to the lifestyle that you are living now? I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how things are going. If I could change one thing, it would be if you, if you start up a company, maybe, you know, you have, I think you got a lot of things that stress you, but these are all quite okay. The only thing that really stresses me sometimes is big variations in, in income. And uh, this is, I think, a good thing that I would, if I could change something, I would change this because then that makes it more calm. You're, this is the thing that you don't want to worry about because you already have enough stress with yeah. running a company. Yeah. And that one, running a company also gives you a lot of energy, but, uh, the other thing really drains energy away from you. And that's, that's, that's the thing I would directly try to take away. And that's um, bootstrapping, trying to yeah. get the money. Yeah, exactly. Running a, an, a clothing company, how we've been doing it now, requires uh, either that we do a lot of pre-orders, uh, so we're crowdfunding, because we need to produce a minimum amount. And this is always very cash-intensive. So that means that in order to run the company to the fullest potential uh, you can either decide to pay yourself salary or to buy more stock mm -hmm. and this is usually what you you usually end up with the last one and then if things are going well there is a period where you you can pay yourself a little bit to compensate and then there's a period where you try to i like guess a seasonal product so where you try to live and do the company really as much as bootstrapping as possible but this is yeah you have some some stress at this yeah. point yeah, and, uh, I think it would be best if you can erase the personal stress and only keep it the business stress. So moving into exercise and coming back to what you just said about stress, how or what's your workout or what's the workout go-to that you use to release that stress? I started more by incident or uh, to train a little bit for for triathlon uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a, a triathlete but what i learned is that i i really start to enjoy the training for it because you have like three sports that you're doing like cycling mm -hmm. running and swimming what i really like with with, with exercise is uh, the, the moment when you start to uh, to use that much energy that you're not thinking about the stress that you have in your your personal or your business life but the only thing you're worrying about is how you're gonna get to the next point in with sports, and I think this is this is one of the best things. But it can even be a run of only fifteen twenty minutes if you really push yourself. Like the first five to eight minutes, you're thinking about all the things that are happening, and then slowly, like you're you start to push yourself and you start to already lose the main worries. And I think the best thing is after you. You calm down a little bit, you take a shower, and of course, some of the stress comes back, but uh, you already get rid of the least important thing. And this is why I really love working out. And I don't really have a fixed uh, schedule. I try to do as much sports as I can. And yeah, I think I, you always need the combination of both. And what I really believe in for your, for your brain is that, uh, that your brain is, is like a muscle. But I think it's even scientifically proven that it's, it's more functions like, uh, like a muscle. And, you can keep on working with it, like as if you would be running all day. And of course, you would walk further, but in the end, you would slowly start to hurt it and injure it. And it, it 
it's also important to sometimes relax that muscle. And mm -hmm. by exercising and doing sports, you're basically relaxing your brain. And this really helps to release some stress and the, be really effective the next day again. Because I think in the long term, you can do way more if you uh, balance these things better. Totally. Does it happen when you're working weekday from Monday to Friday? Does it happen in the morning or after work? Uh, mainly after work. Mm -hmm. But I think that's more... Uh, Sometimes I, when I was uh, really, when we were really starting up, like now we're in a, in an office, and when we're really starting from from our basically our kitchen tables, it felt a bit more natural to uh, to go out like at one o'clock and say, okay, now uh, my work is is I feel my productivity is lower. I just go for a run. Yeah. But since I don't have, uh, well, I have a lot of sport uh, products here, but it's more for skiing <laughs> and not for running <laughs> or other exercises. Uh, and we don't have a shower here in the building, so I I usually don't don't go during normal office hours. Uh, mm -hmm. So I mainly go home and then uh, then I go in in the afternoons. Let's say you can choose any meal in the world, anything. What would that be? I like when people surprise me with food. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know uh, something local where I'm at at that moment. Preferably as healthy as possible. Of course, food is also one of the one of the key things to keep you. And also as a business, to, if you focus on working as much as you can, uh, exercise and food are very important ingredients to stay fit and stay focused. So um, I don't really have one specific meal that I that I love. I, I really love the diversity of food. And um, when I'm at home, well, I'm. Uh, vegetarian. Uh, if I'm on the road, I try to be as much as possible. And so when basically, if people make me food and it includes meat, I'll, I'll still eat it. But if I can order myself, I I try to be a, as vegetarian uh, as possible. Is that for uh, beliefs, or is it to in benefit of our planet? Yeah. What's the reason to be vegetarian? Is it because you feel better? The, the reason why I started was that I thought it was crazy that we we're producing a lot of food. And then we use this, well, as a world, we're producing more than enough food to feed everyone. But then we give part of the food again to animals that are then after being slaughtered to give, to bring better food to a certain group of people. And I think this, this mechanism is wrong. So we should first make sure that everyone gets all the food. That was basically the, the key reason why I decided to eat less. Uh, less food, uh, of course, then also with, especially if you look at the meat, how much it, like the uh, carbon uh, dioxides are also not that good. And after being vegetarian for a while, I started to notice that I, I really felt better from, uh, as a person. So now I, like, I, I used to really love meat when I, uh, like, I don't know. Four or five years ago, I could really go to to steakhouse and order, well, not the biggest one, but a decent portion, and and really love it. But I I noticed when after hardly eating any meat for for a long period, I like if if I go for example to to my father's place, he he still has trouble making a menu without. And if he orders food like meat, then I am full already after a few bites, and well, they can still eat as much as they. Well, as I used to do a few years ago. So I, I, 
and I start to feel less, I don't know, my, my body reacts differently now on me than it used to. So I think it's, that, that was quite a big eye opener for, for me. Cause mm. I always thought like, yeah, I was never really that much into food until I started to change my habits a little bit and really felt better. And now I realize that it's a very important aspect in your life to eat as healthy as possible. Mm. So when you say that you feel better, uh, I suppose that at some time, so at some point, you're aware of your body sensations. Now, the next question would be what actions or behaviors make you be present, make you be with yourself in a more intimate way, if any? Do you meditate at all or is there any thing that make you go into a flow state when you're working? Is it music? Is it writing? Is there anything that you do that make you go into this uh, being more aware of of your body sensations or who yeah, you are? I think it, okay, there are a few things that, that I changed over the past few years. Uh, I think it started with, again, with believing that, that your brain is, is a muscle. So it means that I... I got rid basically of all notifications on my on my phone uh, as much as possible on the computer, so you can really focus on on things. Because that's, I think you're a lot of people are really stressing themselves a lot with all the notifications and that they have the feeling that they always need to be on and always need to be available. And I think this is something that that's already wrong and and will lead. Well, that this is the the crucial part why why people I think have. Are not mental problems, but they they get exhausted. Just mm -hmm. like every time you get a notification, you want to react to it. It's like a natural thing. Like uh, it's something you cannot prevent unless you try to, or unless you get rid of the notifications. So that that's the first thing. Uh, and basically, I don't use my phone from ten at night till seven uh, thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I try, and that's that's the thing. The, the most difficult thing if you run your own business you always think it's more important that, that you run the business uh, and then it's difficult to always keep up with the schedule so i don't say i'm i'm perfect in this but i try to do it as good uh, as possible that's why i really actually love the latest updates with ios that you get these reminders of uh hey now it's really over so it's not only a thing that i promised to myself but it's only it's also uh, a phone or uh yeah a phone that says like hey your time is over for today and then it's more easy to think okay let's do it tomorrow like tomorrow is not a day it's not going to make a big difference if i do anything now and i need to relax my mind and my body to be there tomorrow and to give more than 100 a day after that's that's one thing and the other thing that i sometimes do uh not that often is the app called headspace and yeah. i really like to sometimes I notice that, that that it really calms me down, but I more do it if if I feel too stressed. Because I think in general I can usually cope stress quite well, but if I like I can so far no matter what stress I, I slept every night like a little baby and everything works fine. But if I sometimes feel stressed or if I think hey this is a good time to sleep, sometimes for example in a in a plane where I think hey it's good to to quickly sleep, uh, I put on the app and then it. it brings me into a state where I'm directly relaxed or I don't think about business but this is I think what uh, what helps me a lot but I don't have a full routine or so I more try to listen to when I think my body needs it and I hope that it's in it, time and it's not too late <laughs> yeah you use it more as a as a pill yeah yeah exactly yeah. do you know the things 
that you truly like or what makes you happy or things that you hate or if you really like your job, what do you exactly know about it? And with all these questions, I mean, would you say you know Martin better than anybody else? And if so, what makes you really know yourself? I don't know if it's a clear question. I think the question is clear. I don't think if I can give a clear answer. I don't know if I know myself. I think I do. But I think you're always, I think it's, uh, you're always learning more and more about yourself and how you yeah. behave in different situations. And you slowly start to recognize a pattern, but at the same time, you're breaking all patterns every day. So this is a bit, it's a tricky one. It, I think the only thing that I, uh, what I really know is that uh, I learned to listen to my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's, you're very used to, to making rational decisions, but in the end, you're, you can only be happy if you listen to your heart. And mm. it doesn't matter how, what the outcome is going to be of your decision. Like you, you made a decision at the time because it felt the best. And yeah, sometimes you just have to learn to deal with if, if there would be negative consequences. But I think as I explained, like in the beginning, how things went, how we, how openware, like all the, the events that led to starting with openware. Mm -hmm. 99 of 100 of these things were chosen because of following my heart and not only my mind. And I think this is the, the key thing. Mm, beautiful. What do you fear the most? What do I fear the most? Fuck, that's a good question. <laughs> it's not that I live without fear, but I don't think... I think most of the things, you, you always find a solution for it. It's more short-term fears than long-term. Yeah. The only thing long term is that uh, losing people that are really close to you. I think that's a fear that probably yeah. everyone always has. And uh, but what are we? Yeah. Also, there, I think it's important to listen to your heart and spend as much time with the people that you love. And, and yeah. if that fate happens, then then you at least can look back at that great time. Um, maybe what I fear the most uh, is that I try to do too much and not still live enough in the moment which i think is always important yeah but it's that's a different kind of fear i think that that's the only thing is that i would regret something but still if i said if i try to listen to my heart as possible as much as possible i don't think there's much, too much to regret you can only learn of things and then try to avoid a mistake if you make one yeah coming back to that question or at least that assumption that one of our biggest fears would be to lose the person that we love and then referring to what you just said about and I'm really sorry about it but it was a I suppose a really close person to you your mother how yes. do you deal with that feeling of loss because I've never in my life and I and most of the people at least our age still have their parents what things do you do to cope with that feeling of loss uh, that you had and if there is any advice that you would give to someone like me if it, that ever happens to us uh, it's actually uh, yeah it's it's a thing that you miss every day of your life but it's the, 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 the way that I believe or I try to cope with it and I think it's for me at least the only option is that I I'm very happy to look back at yeah, 23 great years. Uh, yeah. and I, I learned so much of my mother. I spent so much 
great time with her. Uh, like it always sounds a bit hard, but the, the the benefit that we had for as a person that that stays behind is that my mother had uh, that cancer for ten years, or the first diagnosis was ten years before. It's not that she was ill the entire time, but then you have uh, already a, a period that you realize that that life of of your your own life and the people around you is not unlimited and yeah. i think this realization and, and living in this way uh, already makes things way more easy to accept mm-hmm. if, if, if something happens and i think that's something that i i at least i try to tell my friends and family uh, people that are close to me like spend as much time as you can with people that you love and then no matter what happens you always have good memories and i think that's the the best way to cope with it yeah and, uh, totally you always you always miss that person uh, that, that's that's undeniable but in the end we as people would also we need to un- accept that it's not always going to be like how we want it to be so uh, there's only one thing you can do is just enjoy it and, and spend the time with the people you love mm-hmm. and then everything will be fine i think mm-hmm. thank you very much martin what things bring you joy or what was the last time that you felt truly grateful and what made you feel like that damn you have a lot of good questions it's like uh, a <laughs> therapy session <laughs> <laughs> i think it's more in the little things in life than, than the big things it can be i don't know like well, my girlfriend had bir- at her birthday last last weekend, and if we spend time with her and her family, and I see that, that she's enjoying it, and, and everyone is enjoying it, yeah, this is I think more important. And I think if I uh, like if I reflected towards my uh, my business life, because I think that's always what people think that this is always the best. I think that this is maybe something where I can learn things. Like I'm I'm never satisfied there like in personal life i think it can be quite easily satisfied because i think it's it's in the small things but in business i always you always look for the next thing like if you reach the level that you want to reach you always want to go further and faster and, and better and you're never really 100 percent happy with how things are going yeah in personal life and i think that's the only thing that really matters is it's in the small things in life it's if you it can be a dinner with friends it can be I don't know, playing stupid card games. Uh, it can be going on a hike. It, it's in all the small things, not in the in the big things. That's one of the good things if you start up a company and you you pay limited salary to yourself that you really learn that it's not in the material things, but it's more in the, the things how in the people around you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's that's the real things that are important in your life. Hmm. Moving to love. Are you in love? Uh, yes, yeah, of course. Well, of course, you know, if you can say of course, but yes. Would you say that's a feeling that happens only when you have a partner or you could be in love with your friends or with your siblings or with your pets? Uh, good question. No, I think you can, I think there's a, there's a bit of, of a difference, but I think, yeah, you can be in, in love with with many things. I think it's more of, the, the people that are close to you that you really appreciate that you trust that that you know that they will help you through do it and 
through bad times. I think this is the, these are the people that you love, and of course, for me, my girlfriend is the one that I that I share my daily life with. Mm-hmm. So she has a special position in this. But I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it can be applied to to a broader means. Yes, mm-hmm. and you, you say it's different, right? So. How does it differ the feeling of love that you have to your girlfriend to, for example, something that you deeply love doing? Let's say skiing. Let's say you really liked um hike or a skiing tour that you did. I don't know. I, th- I think we went to... We had quite a few nice ones in Norway. Yeah. In Norway, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and at those points, there are so moments in that trip that I could say, wow, I had a really nice feeling going down the mountain. And, you know, I might as well say, I think it was love. But then I come back to moments where I've been in love with another person. And I can see the difference. I just don't know how to express it. Would you know how to express that difference? Yeah, I think it's... it's uh, maybe it's the difference between short term and long term. If you if you look at things that happen, like uh, I remember, like in, in Norway, the, the one when there was a clear blue sky and you we did the run down and you the, towards the ocean, like it was it was basically out of this world. Like uh, yeah. you, you can't even describe it. You can't grasp this on on video. And I think yeah. this is something amazing. But this is like a short kind of a short term excitement and and this is the reason why you you basically love the sport it's, it's yeah. more an, an outcome of a uh, of something that you do and i think that the love of the people around you is 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 something really long term it doesn't happen well probably if yeah of course you can be in love with some over with someone overnight and and have like also this the short term experience but i think the the real love is is, is more in in the long term situation where where you know that you can trust people for 100% where basically you it doesn't matter if you're with or without them at that moment that they're still part of you and i think this is the the difference mm. very interesting coming to the end part of the interview, I'd like to ask you about death. So if you were going to die in one month, let's say 30 days from now, and you could write a book, what would be the book about? I don't think I would write a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, I leave it blank. People can write it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you afraid of it at all? Um, would you like to know what's what's after, or you're okay in? in I because uh, you don't think about it, or no, I do sometimes think about it, and especially uh, after my mother died. I yeah, first I there's I think there's always the hope if you if you lose someone that's close to you that that there is something after life, but yeah. I I also don't. Actually, I think it's hope and I don't believe in it because mm-hmm. I think it's the only way it, it calms you down and it, it kind of creates expectations. And I think mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to limit my life to the feeling that I have to live in a way that it 
enables me to live after my life. I think it's more important to fo- focus on the things that, that are happening now. And if something would be there after life, then, well, that's, that's a nice outcome. Probably <laughs> would be, would be good, but I think it's more important to focus on the things that are, that are now. And in this way, um, I think for the person that dies, it's not, if it, if it, Let's say it happens in 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 a. It's more the way how it happens where 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 I would be afraid of like then the fact that you die because well then you cannot change anything anymore so it's just an outcome of of an event but uh, yeah. yeah I think it's probably more more easy if you don't I don't have kids so probably if, <laughs> then then the fear comes that that how will they be able to live without you Daddy. and will they manage and think if you don't. As long as you don't have kids and well, yeah, yeah, there's not too much to fear. Yeah, totally. For what we all know, uh, death might might as well be the best thing that can happen to us. We don't know. Yeah. So, one billboard in Times Square. So you have Times Square, old TVs in Times Square to send one message to the world. What would this message say? I I would need a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> I would I would want it to to be very short and 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 basically focus on on the fact that maybe I think that the best thing maybe gets more about the entire society is that that you should always believe that people want things in the best way for you as well. So that they're like I, I believe that people are born or most of the people are born with a positive way of looking at life. And that there's no way to, to think that people only want to want to take benefit of you or so. And don't, it's not even worth of your time to think in these ways so that people look at each other in a positive way. And I think if, if this is your approach to, to all things, then you start to learn more about other people and you're not so afraid. And if you more connect with other people from all over the world, you start to understand them better and then I think a lot of the problems worldwide would be somehow solved or at least be softened a bit. Mm. But yeah, I don't think that uh, that's way too long for a billboard. So it should be <laughs> very, very sure that that fits there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Where can people know about you, Martin? And where can they find out more about Openware? Openware, you probably just need to Google Openware and you find it, or it's open-where.com. And for myself, you can follow me on Instagram, but I'm not posting that much <laughs> there. So <laughs> it's, uh, I think sometimes it's fun to do something there, but I'm uh, not spending too much time on it. Yeah. Are you going ski touring this winter? When is the season going to start? Yeah, when there's snow. The season starts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Uh, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. I, actually, that was one of the reasons, like one of the, the key reasons why I want to start the company is that I could spend as much time as I thought uh, as would be possible on the mountain. The only downside is if you start a company, you're spending so much time in the office arranging things that last season with, I think, close to 30 days on on the mountain was, was one of my worst in, in the last few years. So that was, um, this is something I need to improve. I need to spend more time on the mountain. Yeah. The only, only good thing is that I, I really 
cherry-picked my days. So from these 30, I think already 15 were deep powder days and the rest were great touring days. And of course, Norway was part of it. It was amazing. Such a nice trip. Uh, thank you, Leo. Thank you, Leo. Yeah, thank you, Leo. It was, a, it was an amazing trip. Yeah, amazing trip. somewhere very nice in, in Greece now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always doing one of his uh, crazy adventures. He's taking a month off. Well, not off. I, I think they're... they're it's more remote. Yeah, boat. remote office in a boat all around the Greek islands. Sounds horrible. Martin, thank you very much, brother. That was, uh, that was amazing. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you for uh, asking those challenging questions. It was a good way to reflect on myself as well. We'll do another round soon. Hey guys, before you take off, I just wanted to let you know that a very exclusive and amazing group of friends are going to Japan this coming February from the 9th to the 16th. And we're going to be in search of powder, sushi, onsens, and lots of amazing Japanese adventures. All you have to do if you want to join us is come to my website. That's jorgeabian.com, J-O-R-G-E-A-B-I-A-N.com. And you'll find their product or a trip that you can buy online called Wellskiness, Wellskiness. And pretty much all we do is take the wellness with us, a bunch of great friends, and go explore the world. We go to amazing locations. We had a blast last summer in the Maldives, and we're going to do it this winter in Japan. So please join us if you have the time and you really want to get to meet an incredible group of people and travel like never before. There you go. Enjoy and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.